Well, I just talked about him. Absolutely flying. You could argue to say he's going better this year. Well, I reckon he is. He's going better this year than he was last year, but he's got to carry the weight extra, hasn't he? I speak of gold trip. Let's talk to one of the principals of Australian bloodstock, Jamie Lovett. Good morning, Jamie. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Cox Plate run on a heavy last year. We know he didn't have a lot of luck, and he certainly didn't have, you know, things play out a bit better for him. He finishes closer this year. Yeah, look, couldn't agree more. I think he got beat 1.4 or 1.5 or something length. So we feel he's right on track and was not dissimilar to the run last year. It's probably the, the, the ideal lead up into a Melbourne Cup. Blinkers coming off? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think um, obviously going into that run, you, you're coming back from a mile and a half to 2,000. But I think Melbourne Cup day, uh, they won't be necessary. New jockey? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Does that shock you or not? A bit there. Oh, look, nothing shocks me with jockeys. <laughs> uh, with the greatest respect, I get it. They're running a business. Mark feels he's a better ride, which I understand, but um, I wouldn't swap my bloke. So, uh, Mark, of course, without a fight, sticking with that horse, and you've got uh, James McDonald. Yeah, as it panned out, we um, I grabbed Mac just after the um, after the Cox Plate. He was celebrating with Mark Guest, his uh, manager, and they asked what we were doing, so it was just by chance that Kieran, I was on, just hung up from Kieran because he went down to see Mark, and uh, obviously Mark elected to ride Anthony's horse, so it worked out perfect. We grabbed James McDonald. He goes up a kilo or half a kilo on last year's performance in the Melbourne. Sorry, a kilo on last year's a Melbourne kilo. Cup run. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's up a kilo. Arguably, it's a stronger race, so he's got his work cut out. But I, I would argue that he's going better than he was last year, so I think he's. The market would suggest he's, he's right in the race, too. Well, he's, his form tells us that, doesn't it? You know, he won the term, well, he went past the Cox Plate winner and, you know, West Wind blows and Sulcombe then came out against your horse and ran so well, all ran well in the Caulfield Cup. And then, as we mentioned, the Cox Plate effort on the weekend, back to 2000. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, historically, your best form race generally is that Caulfield Cup. Um, if, you, if you sort of look at the first three over the line, West Wind blows, he's a world-class horse anyway. Um, and without a fight and and gold trip, and there was a fair gap to the rest of them. So you, you know, I think the market's got a ride for Barn. I mean, look, he's a he's a Group One horse in my opinion in Europe. So he's obviously very well in at the weights. He's going to be very hard to beat. But he won't be the first favourite that's sort of come to the Melbourne Cup off very good European form and not travelled. So um, he's still got to do it yet. I read a couple of quotes from Mark's decision. He said he took the track condition into account. Tell us about that, the weather. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously last year he got very forgiving ground and obviously we needed that because we didn't have him spot on with his, you know, it's been well publicised, yeah, that little issue with his feet, uh, one foot in particular. But having seen the horse firsthand, uh, the farrier's sort of fixed that and he's grown out quite a bit of toes. So... I don't think we're dealing with the same horse. And, I, and again, you could argue that if you watch his runs this year, all on fast tracks, um, I think we're getting, well, I haven't got him. The trainers are getting going better than ever. So I think it, yeah, I, I, I understand Mark's concern. But um, look, Flemington, I feel if they irrigate, like, you know, obviously they've got to have it in the four range. That's how it was Turnbull Day. I think it's more a case he just enjoys the big open spaces of Flemington. And you could argue that he's, Career two best runs have been, well, Melbourne Cup Day certainly in the Turnbull. So he gets back to Flemington and he gets a world-class rider go on. Um, look, 
I can't have him not running well. Oh, exactly. And, of course, he ran well at Longchamp, didn't he, before he came here in the world's most prestigious race in the Northern Hemisphere. That's right. Yeah, behind Sotsas in the arc, wasn't it? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie, uh, that's Gold Trip. What, what does Kieran normally do, and David, with this horse, say, what will they do with him? Will they beach him before the cup? What, what, do, you, what do they do to get an insight into, you know, now he's, he's hard fit, and obviously going to two miles from the Cox Plate. What do, they, what do you think they'll do with him training-wise to keep his mind ticking over? Yeah, well, look, obviously, um, the, the access to the beach is very important to their operation, and I know that after his Caulfield Cup run, that he spent the next few days down there, um, and then look again, it's very unusual for a horse to run in all three, three uh, two years in a row. But the way the horse, obviously, once they're fit, it's just a, basically a case of um, keeping them happy and sound. And you don't have to do a lot with them. So he obviously doesn't have the saddle on his back um, for a few days. Oh, if he's ridden at the beach, he's sort of waded through the water with a rider up. So it's certainly not intense work. So it's just a case of, yeah, keeping healthy, happy and sound and um, maintaining his his, um, his fitness levels. He does that with his racing. Last year, of course, in the in the cup in the big field, he was back worse than midfield, wide with cover, was he? Yeah. Well, I don't think barriers are that important to this horse. He, that's the one thing with him. He, he wins his races. He's sort of got a mid-race um, quicken up speed where it doesn't matter where he is in the run, he seems to be able to take a place and you saw in the terminal, Steve, he was out the back but he got to them and he got to them that quickie at the front at the 250 so he's not a horse that really um, is dictated too much by barriers that just seems to be, he comes out under the rider and they leave him alone wherever he's comfortable, he's comfortable but mid-race when they ask for him um, that's sort of where he, he wins his races because he can certainly um, quicken up quite from the sort of half mile home, he can get there straight enough at Flemington and and be right in right in the um, firing line coming from back in the field. I've said many times in this program, Willie Mullins will win this Melbourne Cup, whether it be this year, next year, ten years, five years, I don't know, but he will win it. I mean, do you think his horses are the ones to beat? Uh, Vauban and of course Absurd was terrific pulling and running a placing behind Vauban at Royal Ascot. I mean, or do you think there's something else that you're more worried about? No, look, I think they're, they're the obvious. Well, certainly, Bill Barnes, the obvious. Um, that yeah, that form that he's got over there would be, you know, in years gone by, would be right up there with the better horses that have travelled down to the Cup. But, I mean, we both go back a long way with the Melbourne Cup, looking at the, the some of those early days, your, your vintage, uh, not vintage cross, but some of those Oscar Schindlers and those types of horses that come down, they had very similar profiles, um, and they were beating up everything in in the UK and Europe, but they got down here and, and they failed. So it's, it's still a big ask to travel a horse. Um, he's still got to do it on the day. Obviously, the big crowds at Flemington, um, how he handles the occasion, all those things do. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, I think the price is right. I think if he turns up, he, he's certainly the one to beat, but it's still he's got to get over a few hurdles yet. Tony Gollan's doing a good job with Rising Pacific, isn't he? Yeah, lovely horse, and Tone's obviously got him firing, and he's the sort of horse that I don't think we've found the the um, the ceiling as yet. He, he keeps improving. He's won his last three, and um, I have to say to Tony about what the plans are with him. I'd suggest he just continue to place him where he can win, and at some point he'll you 
maybe in the autumn be asked to step up into better grades. We know that Tattersall sale was on in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, well, it goes on for several days, doesn't it? Luke's been up there, one of the principals, Luke Marrell, and you've been buying big. How many did you come away with so far up there at that Tattersall's Northern Hemisphere sale? Yeah, we bought 14 through the ring and we bought another two privately. So we've got a fairly um, big contention coming down on the December flight. Um, obviously, they'll be bit different. Yeah, some of the very quite unexposed horses, the maidens, class one horses that we like to buy, that you're hopefully finding the diamond in the rough and they can go through their grades. They're, they're quite inexpensive. Um, and then a couple others that are a bit more exposed that we've had to pay a bit more for. Which is the one that you price. had to pay the most for, the highest rated one? Um, I think a horse called Lordship. Um, Nick Price and Nick Kent Jr. partnered up on him. They were quite keen on him, as were we. So we, we decided to buy him together rather than be bidding against each other. And I think he's a horse that uh, his rating would say that he could certainly go into group company down here in Australia. So... Obviously, like them all, they've got to they've got to acclimatise and and um, and go through the you know, obviously the processes of the Australian training, which is different to what they're used to. But he's got a very good profile, that horse. Yeah, trained by William Haggis. Um, of course, what's he won? He's won. He's four from ten so far. So just a young horse. Uh, Lord of England is the sire, but his name is Lordship. Okay, we'll look out for him in the future. Absolutely. And good luck next Tuesday. We'll talk to you in a big preview, hopefully, if you've got time on Monday. Jamie, thanks. No, pleasure, Jamie Lovett. Pinko presenting Romantic Warrior brought towards the middle of the track. McDonald hasn't moved yet. 350 to go. Ozapinko up to West Wind Blows. Romantic Warrior. And here's Gold Trip, the Melbourne Cup winner, storming down the outside at the 200. Gold Trip runs on by. Two legs, three legs. West Wind Blows and Sulcum. But it's all Gold Trip. Gold Trip has bolted in the Turnbull. West Wind Blows second, Sulcum third, and Romantic Warrior four. They were Followed next in the...